You're listening to the Full 10 Yards of Britball podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert-Monk. Yes, welcome in one and all. This is the Full 10 Yards at Britball podcast. Before we get into today's show, I just want to take a moment and say thank you. Thank you to everyone that is watching, everyone that's listening, uh, or just generally supporting us. Um, yeah, you don't have to do that, but yeah, taking time out of your of your day, whether you're on a walk, whether you're at work. Um, yeah, really appreciate any clicks and uh, any, anything that, that, that you do. So uh, if this is your first time here, welcome aboard. Uh, if you want to subscribe to our YouTube channel, if you are watching on there, if you want to subscribe to uh, Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. That would help us a great deal. But as you can see in the bottom left-hand corner of your we have the Samuel Steelers on today as we continue our UK tour. We welcome in, uh, the, I will say, the self-anointed Mr. Samuel Steelers. Uh, you recognise him from <laughs> from our from our quiz a couple of months ago, Stuart Andrew, um, and also we we bring along uh, head coach Paul Kent as well. Fellas, a good evening, to you, Stuart. How are you doing? Yeah, good, Tim. Thank you very much. Yourself? Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. And Paul, um, a very full ten yards. Warm welcome to you. Thank you very much. Yeah, good to be here. Thanks for having me on. No, absolutely. Pleasure is all ours. And obviously, yeah, point of this podcast, let's get it out there straight off the bat. Uh, proud to announce that, um, you know, 14 Yards have, have dedicated a bit of a bit of funds to becoming partners or well, sponsoring the Samuel Steelers uh, for, for the next 12 months uh, as part of a partnership. So uh, just another way that the 14 Yards are investing back into Britball. But Stuart, um, coming to you first, obviously being uh, involved with, with the operations and, you know, kind of behind the scenes uh, stuff. What, what's it been like for uh, Samuels in, in terms of, you know, sponsorships, uh, finances, because there's going to be teams out there that who have struggled uh, you know if you haven't got a product on the field uh, you know mm-hmm. generally people aren't going to be investing because they, they seemingly don't get any uh, obviously return on that investment but what was it been like for, for, for yourself and Samuel, Samuel Steel as, as, as a team over the last 12 18 months I think the biggest thing is just staying active and, and sort of staying out there so that sponsors know that you you know there's still a product there to come to come to and, and stay with and come back to um, so just before um, the 2020 season, um, just after our promotion, uh, we were already in the talks about getting a, a new kit. Um, so the now ex-chairman, uh, Robert Moore, did a heck of a lot of work um, alongside Alpha, the, the kit production company, um, to design and, and to get this kit sorted. Um, and we were just trying to look at funding, getting funding off off the ground for that. Um, and one of our previous ball sponsors um, was, was pretty keen to help us out. Um, and... Um, Black Country Seals Limited, uh, BCSL. Um, they now have a prominent feature on our kit um, on the back underneath our numbers. Um, and they're, they're the, the kit sponsor for the next, well, three to five years, um, depending on the lifespan of the kit. Um, and they, they, they're still on there. They're still really active um, within the club. Um, it's actually a, a dad of one of our ex-players um, who still wanted to be involved with the club after his son had finished playing. Um, so we got a great partnership with him and his company. Um, and then obviously yourselves coming on board um, and sort of reaching out to ourselves and other clubs around the country, I know. Um, and, you know, it's a real big cliche, but every little helps in a game mm. that's very, very amateur. Um, yeah, you know, we, we, we rely heavily on our on our athletes to, to pay their way. Um, so, you know, anything and, and, and anything will, will help a club out. 
Mm, yeah, hopefully, and so hopefully for the uh, for your shirt sponsor's sake, the uh, the, de- the detergent and the conditioner gets those mud stains out, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. your kit yeah. your kit is in is in pristine condition. Uh, Paul, obviously talking of, of yeah, lack of product on the field, obviously you've you've recently joined the, the Steelers. Um, obviously coming over from from Herod, like as you as you told me before, we we click the record button, but um, obviously that brings its own challenges for you. I assume you know there's only so much you can do over a Zoom call or or Skype or which, whichever kind of product you you kind of use. But uh, any particular challenges for you? Uh, you know, joining join it firstly, joining Samuel, and then obviously trying to get that connection with the players because you know, again, again, without having that face to face chemistry and, and just that conversation, it makes it just that little bit harder. I think you kind of nailed it pretty much on, on the head there with the kind of not getting the face to face because, um, whilst joining in November, um, at the time it's like, yes, it's great, we quite still didn't quite know what season we we're going to have, if we we're going to have a season, was going to be a Premier League season, um, not having met any of the players, not knowing who was going to return, and sort of, and and having obviously had the previous coaching staff and had their ways and systems and <clears throat> excuse me i kind of have minds as a case of building a brand new system so from a first point of view it's been absolutely great I, that's one thing i love doing so a brand new offensive system um it's taken you know it's kind of five six months still kind of ironing out bits and pieces now really as we go into you know now you've met the players and see the players the players we've got um and again and not knowing the kind of the, the level of the players whether it be you know they're returning players or we're going to have some some new players as well so um, it's. I think it was difficult again staying active initially because obviously we've been sort of eighteen months or so with no football. Um, so I think kind of during the fun of the initial lockdown, it's like okay, it might only be a couple of months. So you you stay active and you do things. Okay, I was with a different mm. team. I'm sure other teams were all doing the same. Is okay. We'll, we'll keep keep busy and then we'll be back in a couple of months. And then I think when it became clear there's going to be no football for a long time, a lot of people switched off from quite a, from mm. a lot of things, not not just football, and it wasn't a priority. So. Um, yeah, including yeah. myself for probably a couple of months as long we know there's, there's there's things to do and there's not actually much else I can do at the moment um so actually having the, you know the new challenge at Samwell was 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 really kind of expiring and, and got me really back into it and and um and, and fully on board again so so yeah mm. nice and sure you mentioned you mentioned uh just prior there that you again you heavily relied on on players to pay their way again you know, case by case status if you go up and down the country it's, it's going to be totally different did you find um, you know, players left because uh, because you know, again they essentially weren't hitting the field. Obviously, went to then go and do other things. Yeah, you know, how was that? How how is it? What's the, what's the, the the battle been like with again trying to keep costs down? And yeah, is there anything anything that you particularly implement at Samuel to to help you know people that come in or if, on rookie taster days or you know, how when you get new rookies in to try to try and keep them again? That you know the the Midlands and, and where you guys are, are based, there can be quite a lot of teams uh, yeah. in the local area. So is is you know it's kind of a battle, isn't it? You obviously you can't. You can't pay for it all because it's the the, the costs of American football is, is is humongous. But then again, you know you, you need to try and be trying to attack attract players to to again to raise levels on the team, get numbers up, and essentially yeah be sustainable. Yeah, um, so I'd, a little bit of credit where credit's due. I think it's helped with sort of the realignment of a lot of the divisions this season. Um, so you know also to come in line with the the COVID restrictions and, and not traveling so far. Um, to only have an eight-game season me- means that we were able to reduce our fees for the players um, and to have sort of like a, a short and sharp season, as it were, um, has also allowed us to, to drop it down. So be- 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 yeah. before the 2020 season, um, we were obviously expected to go up to Edinburgh, which is, which is a heck of a hike. Um, you know, we, we would have started training in February all the way through to the end of August, September. Um, whereas this year, our, our furthest away journey is Crewe or Staffordshire. 
um, which is just a short, you know, yeah. short trip up the M6. Um, and we were able to knock nearly a third off of our subs for the players nice. um, because we can carpool up the M6 and we don't have to pay a company £500 for you know, yeah. a bus journey, um, which, you know, we, we are still in talks with the same bus company just to say, look, we might not need you this year. Um, but we guarantee we'll come back to you next year when we've got trips to Edinburgh, to Manchester, um, when we get the Prem North back so that, you know, said company don't say, well, actually, they're, they're just um, sort of shirking us off here. They don't want us anymore. You know, we, yeah. we've worked with yeah. we've worked with them for the last three or four years um, and we want to work with them again next year. So it's, it's touching base with them, making sure that their operations are still, you know, good and, and they're still able to function and, and work and they are um and then next year they know that we're going to quite happily return to them um so you know as you as we say it's just keeping the costs down for our players um and as i said we've knocked about a third off our subs this year um and and you know it's just making sure that players pay their dues as they go along in the season mm. um and, and we can offer the quality product um that we normally do year on year um even at a reduced rate for a, for a shortened season and I say, so if anyone that hasn't done this trip, the trip from uh, what's it from the Midlands up and to to Edinburgh, I've, I've done the M6, the M, where is it, the M6? Um, I can't remember. I used to live in Scotland, so I've I've done Edinburgh to, to Daniel Way for quite a few times. But it's it's, it's nice. Right. It's a nice journey. Don't knock it. Don't knock it. It's nice when you no, go. No. <laughs> we, we went up. We went up. We went up to Newcastle. Um, not last year, the year before, in in the quarterfinals. Um, and yeah, that that journey was quite nice. We stayed over in Newcastle. Um, but obviously Edinburgh is a, another hour at least maybe two on yeah. from from Newcastle so as, as, I, as I replied to Edinburgh Wolves on my um, on my socials the other day you know it, there'd be a bit of character building on the bus on the way home put it that way yeah no I'm just trying to remember I'm trying to remember the jam it was it M6 I want to say M40 is not right but hang on let me just let me just see it's M8 up to Edinburgh isn't it is it M8 it's, it's, it's the M8, M8 isn't it yeah 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 um but I think the M the M6 when you go over cha- changes into Oh, I can't. I can't remember. I'll have to zoom out at some point. And have a look. Um, <laughs> where, 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 where were we? I, yeah, living. I, I, love, I used to love living in Scotland, and the the, the, the uh, car journey is it's very nice scenery. So I don't don't knock it. Um, yeah. Let's move in on then, Paul. To obviously, yeah, <clears throat> coming up the, the, the kind of this season. But you know, what, what's it been like with? Uh, I assume obviously you've, you've been you've returned to the fields recently and obviously getting that face-to-face what, what kind of was it been like you know obviously meeting the players first and foremost uh you know putting your putting your system in uh have you had any kind of challenges in terms of you know maybe player app- apprehension or anxiousness about you know covid and people that may be personally affected by covid and um you know putting things in place to make sure you're compliant with with restrictions and, and guidelines uh, yeah, it's, it has been different. Firstly, it's just great to meet everybody fine after having had you know, countless Zoom meetings. Um, I think got to the point at one point, my, uh, my my other half said, do I need to make an appointment with you on Zoom so I can get to speak to you for a bit because I haven't got the meetings with everyone um, as often as possible. But it was good to kind of get a sense from people that way. But just getting on the field was great. And you know, the enthusiasm to get back on the field was brilliant and, and fair play to the players, that have, you know, because I'm the offensive coordinator as well. So focus mainly on that um is you know the players are really bought into it and, and, and really passionate about it so it's, it's been it's been really good um that have been obviously for the first kind of few weeks we weren't allowed to mix through in groups of six and we couldn't do any kind of contact or um very limited so it's a case of doing different plans all the coaches had to do like covid qualifications for want of a better word to make sure that they were aware of what they, we are and aren't allowed to do um so yeah. again that was challenging again as well um 
and just getting people used to you know sanitizing its equipment washing hands and <laughs> and, and getting and, and, and an extra risk assessment for the operations manager to get kind of you know all the venues because it was great to say we've got um great we can go back to training next week ah but where are we going to train everyone's trying to book it up everyone's um got different kind of access points entry points um so it's kind of challenging from that point of view let alone just getting on the field so now we're at the stage um we've been back i think about four five weeks um where we can go back to full contact again uh, there's kind of no limitations on the time as such so it, it's kind of it has been good and you saw mentions about rookie sessions earlier as well as so at the normally just about every team i know we would have planned to as well as have kind of two or three rookie sessions at the start of the year purely uh, have a few of the veterans along but all of a sudden yes we can go back to football no time to organize that because everybody needs to get back because it's kind of eight or ten weeks to the season so we, yeah. kind of, we haven't had official working days but actually we've had a lot of new guys coming along because we had a recruitment group on facebook for a while and that was building and building trying to keep people interested until such times we got back um and 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 to be honest without them you know we'd, we'd be a lot lighter this year so we've got a good crop of rookies that are really kind of embracing it and learning on the go so we've kind of had rookie sessions by having a lot of new guys there so um nice so it's yeah. been it's been challenging i don't think i think we only had a couple of players really from a covid point of view that said i'm not really sure um you know whether it's worth kind of the risk they may have had you know family members or anyone that was kind of more at risk and i totally understand but it's just not worth it and and you know, i hope you will yeah. see them back again next year no, absolutely. And uh, just a, a point on um, kind of the build up to to this season. You know, your thoughts on you know communicate again with the communications with with the, the powers that be on on getting to the point where we're saying okay, we're going to have a regionalised season. And um, you know, what was was the communication like with with your, your team, yourselves, and and, and Baffer just to kind of get this all off the ground and kind of organised. Yeah, again, you know, I come back to, to to the saying that credit where credit's due. Um, Warren Smart has been uh, been putting the jigsaw pieces together, um, and you know he, he's come out with a, a fairly good picture of of the the entire nation. I think um, to allow everybody to compete at a level, put it that way. Um, you know, there's the, the some pieces that needed to be twisted and and fitted in a different way, um, but I think overall everybody is happy that we're just getting some form of competitive football um, mm. and some form of product out on a gridiron um, across the next sort of three or four months, sure. um, which is really good. I mean, he, he started with a, a, a call with the what was going to be the Premiership North, um, and a lot of the organisers within those clubs um, were sort of airing on the side of caution. Um, in terms of the regional structure, um, which is sort of what Warren sort of took on board and, and sort of restructured most of the, the, the north north of the M5, uh, M25, should we say. Um, <laughs> we, we ended up in, in sort of that regional structure, which has, has worked reasonably well, I think, on, on the whole. Um, and, you know, that, that also took on into account the, the guidelines of trying to reduce travel um, and reduce being in the same sort of space as a lot of other people. Um, so a lot of teams can carpool, as I've already said, rather than get on a coach and travel three hours on a coach. Mm. Um, so, I, you know, I think the league, the clubs have all worked really well together um, and, and come out with a good structure that will work for uh, for everybody to, to make it as safe and as, as competitive as possible for the, the season. 
Mm. For those of you that are shouting at your screens, if you're watching or shouting in whilst you're going for your walk, it's the A74. The A74 is a beautiful road. After it turns, the M6 turns into the A74 when you get into into Scotland. But there we go. <laughs> um, and just a quick a quick point, Stuart. Mm-hmm. On um, uh, what was it been like with regards to uh, implementing the, the kind of the COVID regulations? Has it been quite simple, straightforward? Is it you know quite a lot of people had to put a bit of work in to make sure that you are compliant? Was was the kind of has that been communicated for, with Bathra as well? Was that kind of a you need to you know they kind of let you get on with that because it's it's there for everyone to to kind of see. Um, it, it's kind of been six of one and half a dozen of the other. Oh, okay. um, so obviously, um, they, they'd have been speaking to people above them um, at the Department for Culture and Sport. Sure. Um, and they, they'd have been getting the details from government level. Um, mm. They then handed that down and communicated that with, with club ops directors. Um, and, and then it was pretty much left on us to, to make it team specific. So, right, okay. um, so obviously, we all had our own venues that functioned in different ways. Uh, and we train at two different venues. So we train at, at RSA Academy in Tipton on Wednesday night. Um, and then we train at Portway Lifestyle Centre on a Sunday morning. Um, both of those have different access points, different layouts um, mm-hmm. and, and their own different risk assessments. Um, sure. So we had we had to make them club specific, um, upload them onto the BAFA website so that they could review them um, and tick them off um, and say, yes, you're ready for, ready to, for return to play um, or not. Um, so we had to revise one or two things from our original one. Um, we sent, we re-uploaded it. They, they gave it the green light and the go ahead. Um, and we, we started training. Um, and then it was just a case as myself as COVID officer and, and Paul as head coach and his coaching staff, just to make sure that the players were compliant. Um, and they knew what was going on. Um, and just making sure that we, you know, we were consistent in our message. We were consistent in our actions um, and making sure that players understood that they needed to, to go about it a certain way to make sure that we were all safe um, and training in a secure manner. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I say look, there'll be a lot of people out there, maybe from the outside looking in, just think, clear, click your fingers and it's, it's all done. There's, I can't even imagine, you know, up teams up and down the country, all the different things that have gone into G, even just to be able to put a gum shield or put a helmet on and, and, and go and practice. Yeah. So, yeah, so again, well done to, to all the teams out there, the operations uh, guys and all the guys behind the scenes, making sure that all things are, are safe and ready to, to go back to the field. But, Paul, uh, talking of getting back to the field, um, obviously, you know, joining quite recently and yeah, the first game that you you'll have this this year in the regionalised uh, divisions obviously will be your first game. Do you are you happy in a sense that you you kind of get a, a free run into because it's a regionalised division and you know nothing it will revert back to type next year? Do you, do, you, do you are you happy in the fact that you kind of get a dry run at it a little bit? Or I know you're in a, you're in a division with Tamworth, so you'll get to see what you're up against uh, next year anyway. But um, yeah, does it take the pressure off you maybe a little bit because you get to as I say install your new offense, try a few things out with with you know, players who you're getting to know? Um, how, how how are you approaching the season? Yeah, I think I think initially, uh, if I sort of echo what, what Stuart was saying, fair play to, to Warren Smart. It's not a job I'd have wanted to do because you're on a hiding no. station. It's going to be someone <laughs> yeah. that is unhappy. So, and, and, and there is, but I think in the main intent, just to get because uh, touching on it, it's, it's all kind of grassroots sports. It would not have been in the government's priority to get American football played in Britain. So fair play to Baffa for kind of keeping on top of it and making sure there is football. So. Um, I think it's a double-edged sword as far as the kind of from the competitive side of this year because I wanted to go in with kind of with a new system that was a little bit different to people had seen, so would have yeah. maybe given us an advantage there. But actually, mm-hmm. then you know, with the amount of new players we've got, it's a really great opportunity for them to kind of get some 
football experience. Um, and I challenge anyone that's played American football to say, it, you know, there's a friendly game. Every game is kind of competitive and it, you've got to go into it full contact. So you've got to kind of approach it properly every single game you play. Otherwise, it's just it's a recipe for disaster. So it's a really good grounding point for, for a lot of those. Um, and even the guys that haven't played for 18 months, good to get back into it, good to kind of yeah get the systems in place. We've now got a chance to do those systems both on offense and defense. They both changed. Um, so we go oh, that worked that didn't work or perhaps we can increase we can change some some bits and pieces here and and hopefully keep that retention uh, of the new guys along with perhaps some returning guys as well um, they're going to have to fight for their places because the guys that have been playing for a year that are kind of you know really up for and they put you know put everything into it this year so um, yeah I, I can't wait and it'd be great to it's yeah just great to get back to football and and yeah it'd be, be nice to see Tamworth I think they're probably I'm guessing maybe in a similar situation, whereas, you know, it's kind of for them, does, does it matter to them? I don't, it, so how many of their players kind of come back as well, or whether they've got new players, they try new things. So it'll just be good to kind of get a feel for things and uh, and get get everybody used to kind of game day things that I like to do and, and, and kind of progress from here. It's a good starting point, so. Mm, yeah, no doubt we'll uh, we'll we'll stop over at Tamworth at some point and and get Jason Scott back on. We do we do like a bit of Jason on the podcast, but um, but Stuart, obviously being you know obviously not this year, but next year, the fact that you'll be in the prem uh, the prem the year after is does, does that make it easier for you to kind of sell yourselves as uh, for for advertisement and sponsorships? Obviously, you started, started off the show you talking about you know how you how you've managed those over the past eighteen months, but I suppose being in in the, the Premier Division um, makes that tiny bit easier to sell yourselves a little bit. Um, I, I, I think so. Um, I'd like to think so. Um, ov- obviously, a lot of our sponsorship is based around who we are um, and what we offer as a club. Um, so we, we, uh, we obviously have the Steeler standard and, and making sure that everybody upholds themselves to those standards, um, including sort of sponsorship. So, you know, whether it's a, a little sort of hundred pound sponsorship um, or a thousand pounds or three and a half thousand for a, for a shirt sponsor, um, mm. you know, we, we would sell ourselves so to speak, in, in exactly the same manner um, that, that we're a fully inclusive football team. Um, we, you know, we have a U16 programme, we have a women's programme, we have an adult programme, um, mm. and you can sponsor a player, you can sponsor a team, um, you know, you can sponsor a game ball. Um, you know, so we, we break this down for, for any sponsor, whether it be um, a little business in Tipton or whether it be a national company that wants to get on board with the Sandwar Steelers. Mm. Um, so... The, you know, the fact that the Premiership North has a little bit more of a pulling power. Um, yes, I'd, I'd say it would. Um, but how many people in this country know <clears throat> that American football is even played? Um, how many people know there's a national team? How many people know there's a national league? Um, so, you know, when, when we're trying to sort of sell ourselves, it's more so about us, about our brand, about our socials, about our website and that sort of reach um, rather than where we compete and what level we compete at. Mm. Yeah, and so we'll we'll get you to signpost um, where they where they can get all involved with that bit uh, in a couple of minutes. But um, Paul, we'll f- we'll finish off with you. Uh, obviously, let's say new to kind of Samuel, but what your uh, obviously back in 2019 had the, had a great season. What was it seven? I know 24 points conceded in in the season. They had that great comeback against the Pirates. Obviously, Steelers will be looking to to kind of build upon that going into the regionalized divisions. But then obviously, you know, kick on um, in, in 2022. What what for you personally aspirations uh, for for, for you and, and Samuel? Um, for, 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 say for this season, it's very it's very different. This is a case of kind of getting everyone together and playing football and, and getting used to sort of the way the way things are done. But visions and goals for the future. The reason I joined was because you know I 
we're seeing from afar a team that's kind of has progressed in, in the not sort of meteorically but at a good proper pace it's kind of everything's kind of mm-hmm. built upon um and so i did chat with the with, with the then chairman and and our kind of goals was that because i'm ultra ultra competitive and want to win absolutely everything i do um so i don't think there's point in playing a game if you don't want to win um regardless if i'm playing at tiddly winks in the pub i want to win kind of thing so it's that kind of mentality of of you know building over the, the years and having a three five year plan to the ultimate goal has got to be the best team in the country i know that will upset some people in, in other teams but that's you know if you've got to have that yeah. um, and, and setting that standard and getting used to that that sort of that that culture of, of wanting to be the best and this sport does take a little bit more than most other sports to, to play not let alone kind of coach and organize um it does take a bit more commitment you kind of look after yourselves off the field so it's a case of trying to put all those programs and bits and pieces in place to keep building the club and so it's sustainable uh, you know there's whether they, there's a, a move to have the you know the semi-professional league i think they were talking about in two or three years time um it's an absolute goal if they're going to pick teams then then we should be one of them and we should be aiming to be at, at least one of those and, and the yeah. top ones of those so um we've got to be kind of looking towards that keep building progressing and be sustainable be in the premier league and stay in the premier league and win the brit event ultimately <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And say one, if the fixture between yourselves and in time of certainly one I've got circled on on my proverbial calendar. So yeah, looking looking forward to that one. But Stuart, round us off then uh, with regards to, to Sam. Anyone maybe watching or, or listening, uh, maybe wants to find out a bit more about the Steelers. Uh, again, like you say, one of one of the guys here at the full ten yards didn't realise that he was a stone throw stone throw away from you guys. So he'll, hopefully he'll get down and, and watch you because he's he's I think he's not too far away from you where you guys play. But um, if someone wants to you know, find out a bit more about Sam. Well, here's your is your chance to, to plug away your socials and your, and your website and all the rest of it. Yeah, um, so we're mostly active on socials. Um, we've just had a as I said, we had a change at the top with chairman, um, and we've got a new um, DWP, um, and he's doing a lot of work updating our website that's not really been touched. Um, typical Brit Bowl for about the last two or three years. Um, so the, the website is just sandwastealers.com, um, and you can link everything from there. Um, Facebook, um, Sandwastealers. Um, drop us a message 90% of the time you'll probably get me replying to it um, but the social media guy Sam Raff will will probably message you back if, if I don't um, Twitter Instagram um, and TikTok we're, we're active over all four of the, the social medias um, regularly um, just trying to attack, uh, attract the audiences um, in and then if anybody gets in touch with us um, the operations directors from all the four different clubs um, will then message you back um, within sort of the 24 hours um, and signpost you into different groups or different emails um, the best one to get us at is just info at sandwellsteelers.com um, and that'll go to everybody on the club committee um, so that you know the, the likelihood is of you getting a response is quite high um, and as I said 75 80 percent of the time you'll probably end up with a reply from me um just as generic you know hi nice to meet you let's get you on board see where we can signpost you to um yeah. and just get you started whether that's a player whether that's on the committee whether that's help filming games whether that's help as chain crew um even if you want to to, to come on board as a club official um coach whether you want to come on board as a like a club referee we can then sign point you in the direction of Bafra um to, to get you in, involved with referee in the sport so get in touch with us um and and we can then sign post you in the right direction as to what club and what um uh, sort of umbrella arm that we need to to point you in 
Yeah, absolutely. And say just a point. Yeah, obviously, four ten yards, hardcore guys who, who know what we do. If you are if you are looking to become a coach or, or especially an official, where are the officials out there? Come on, come on, come on board. Uh, make sure you head over to our website, four ten yardscom and, and head over to the Britball page where you can sign up and say we. If you want to be an official, we'll we'll try and help you uh, subsidise those those costs. It's not the uh, not the cheapest thing in the world. But uh, Stuart Paul, obviously, thank you for for joining me. Thank you for for talking, telling us all about the uh, Samuel Steves. Obviously, best of luck to you guys. Obviously, for this season. Uh, and obviously your first, your first crack at uh, the Prem North uh, next season as well. And uh, don't forget, everyone that is listening, everyone that is watching, uh, we'll be th- throughout this season, uh, we'll be keeping you up to date with all the latest that's going on. We'll have results, fixtures, uh, interviews as well weekly uh, as we head up and down the country, uh, talking with, with head coaches, players, and and just generally seeing how the, the season is getting on. Again, thanks to Stuart and Paul for joining me. Um, glad we are able to yeah be, kind of come on board with you guys and, and be partnered with you. Um, fascinated to see how you get on this season uh, and next as well. Uh, I've been Timothy Lambert-Monk. I will see you next time when we do this all again for the game.